L'économie de l'attention que se disputent de nombreux opérateurs. You are now listening to Swiss Jazz Hour on Box Out FM. Supported by Swiss Arts Council Brulitia. Hello everyone and welcome to the Swiss Jazz Hour. On the microphone today, Manon Mulener and Athena Dill. We are introducing the Swiss Jazz Hour, a new radio show we have the honor of starting today. This will take place for a couple of weeks, introducing six topics around Swiss jazz music with a variety of radio moderators of Swiss community radios. This format will be an hour of talking and research, followed by an hour of music around the topic the week after. We will start today with the history of Swiss jazz. Our story begins around the time of World War I. Diplomats and commercial travelers brought records and sheets music with them to Switzerland and shortly after World War I, American tourists appeared again in the health resorts of Switzerland and demanded modern music. So Switzerland had to get up to date. There are a lot of publications around the period of World War II, but there is very little information about the 20s and early 30s that would be relevant for us. But we will now tell you what we discovered. Around 1922 and 1923, in the wake of the enthusiasm for everything American at that time, the term jazz appears more and more frequently in Switzerland. We will now talk about a band called Lanigiro Kings. Now maybe you're wondering, Lanigiro sounds very foreign. In fact, they had this name because they, they took the inversion of original. It was a Swiss band, a jazz band, known for dance and animation music. They were founded in Basel and active between 1924 and 1939. Jazz was just emerging at the time in Switzerland. Although it was not a huge shock like later on the rock and roll, it wasn't widely accepted yet. To show you what I mean, I wrote down a quote I read during my research that comes from Roger Beret, which is uh, the drummer of the group Lanigiro. And he says, at school you were only allowed to play classical music. But there were always some who tried to have a little fun on the instruments. The teachers went into a rage and said that was terrible foreign music. We were really attacked by the teachers because of that. Before we listen to a song of the band Lanigiro, We should realize that at the time, what came to Europe was what was the best marketed in the USA. So Roger Beret again says that they listened to Paul Whiteman's record as an inspiration and only on rare occasions went to see some pro-American musicians. Thank you. 
next artist we will talk about now is Teddy Stauffer. He was born in Murten in 1909 and grew up between Dare and Bern, where he started playing the violin and the saxophone. He became the band leader of Teddy and his band, also known as the Teddies, and became really famous in Germany, playing on cruise ships and in dance halls. The peak of the band was in 1935-36. They also played in Switzerland, in St. Maurice and other famous skiing places. When war broke out in 1939, the band was broken up because of the many German musicians who had to go back home. He was then active doing the soundtrack of a famous Swiss patriotic movie, Smargritli und Zodate. At this point, even the people who didn't like jazz, calling it Negro music, started to appreciate it as an anti-Nazi movement. You will now listen to Teddy's, a really famous dance music band. continue to speak about jazz during World War II. At this time it was a peak in Switzerland because there was no foreign musicians for dance music. This time also saw the apparition of a new movement called Dialect Swing, where the lyrics are in Swiss German. The three siblings Klarli, Willi and Werner Schmidt were a notorious example of this type of music. Musically active since their earliest childhood, the Schmitz were a sensation at the World Exhibition in Paris in 1936, when Clarly was 19, Werner 10 and Willy 8 years old. They first recorded in 1939 and continued to tour for the following decades. 
we will now listen to an example of this music recorded in 1942 and it is called Swing Switzerland. Jazz schools begin to appear in the US, such as the Berklee College of Music in Boston, which was founded in 1945. In Switzerland, the first jazz schools came 20 years later. The Swiss Jazz School in Bern, which is the capital of Switzerland, was the first jazz school in Europe. The school was founded in 1967 on the initiative of two musicians from Bern, Heinz Spiegler and Tony Hofstetler. Nine years before the school was founded, Heinz won a scholarship to study piano at the, the Berkeley College of Music in Boston, USA. And when he returned to Switzerland, he founded the first jazz school in Europe. By the way, the school is still active today and offers pre-professional training as well as college uh, department which includes bachelor and master's program in jazz performance, pedagogy or composition. After the Swiss Jazz School, other universities and conservatories begin to offer jazz program as well. Now, other jazz schools in Switzerland, like the ones in Basel, Zurich or Luzern, are well recognized in Europe and students are coming from the whole world to attend classes there. Now let's talk a bit about the early jazz musicians in Switzerland. We'll begin with George Kruns. So George Kruns was a Swiss musician, pianist and composer. He was born in Basel in 1932 and his artistic life began in the 50s. 
He played with several jazz cats like Dexter Gordon, Phil Woods and Louis Armstrong. He played a lot of concerts, including with his own project, the George Grunz Concert Jazz Band. He also did a lot for jazz in Europe. Indeed, he founded the Zürich Jazz Festival in 1970, and one year after that he assumed the function of artistic director of the Berlin Jazz Festival, a position he held for 14 years. He is also known for his experimentations with sound and mixing different music genres. For example, he turned baroque music into jazz. Now let's listen to Allegro from Il Pastor Fido. At the beginning, it seems that we are listening to a very traditional baroque piece, but then you will notice drums playing brushes and the flutes beginning to improvise. It's baroque music turned into jazz. The Swiss drummer Daniel Humer was active during the same period of time. In fact, he and George Grunz played many times together. Daniel Humer is a jazz drummer and composer born in Geneva in 1938. He's been very active in the European avant-garde scene since the 60s. When he moved to Paris in the 60s, Daniel Humer played with some of the most prominent jazz musicians at the time, including Lucky Thompson, Bud Powell, or even Jet Baker. Daniel Humer is a central figure of the jazz drums. He was not only a great jazz performer, but he also developed a lot of concepts that inspired future generations. For example, the colors of the drums, especially the cymbals, and in the improvisation part, he interacts a lot with the other musicians he plays with and regularly wanders off the beaten path. One of his most famous groups is his trio with François Janot and Henri Texier that was considered as the beginning of a new era for the French jazz. Now we'll listen to a piece of this trio, it's called Akajera.
Speaking about the early Swiss jazz musicians, we can also mention Matthias Ruiek, who is a pianist composer born in Zurich in 1952. When he was 25 years old, he founded the Vienna Art Orchestra and had huge success with it. He explored jazz standards and classical pieces, big band staff and small ensemble. He really did it all. He also founded the jazz club Borgi and Bess in Vienna. Now let's hear a bit of this Vienna Art Orchestra. You'll hear it, it grooves.
Another Swiss musician we would like to present you today who has had an important impact on the Swiss scene is Pierre Favre. He was born in Le Locle in 1937. He started as a traditional jazz drummer accompanying big bands such as the Radio Basel Orchestra and Keeping the Time. But he soon found out that he wanted to look for something else in playing the drums. For him, music was poetry in motion. In the 60s, he starts to dig deeper into the development of melodic drumming. He has developed a special cymbal series concentrating on cymbals with many overtones with the Swiss cymbal label Paisti. He contributes in the development of the European free jazz scene together with the Swiss pianist Irene Schweitzer and the German bass player Peter Kowalt. One of his most famous albums using the drums as its own melodic instrument is called Singing Drum, which he recorded with Nana Vasconcelos, Paul Motion and Freddy Studer on ECM, a big German recording label. Next to that, he also studied this particular aspect of drumming more deeply by playing many solo concerts and developing the subject of solo drumming. We will now listen to an extract, an extract of a live concert in Zurich. He has played with Irene Schweitzer, Bird of Paradise.
You heard Irene Schweitzer on the piano in this recording, and we will also talk about her. She was born in 1941 in Schaffhausen. As a kid, she first played the drums in Dixieland bands. But she played the piano as well, and soon got to the taste of free jazz through musicians like Cecil Taylor or Chris McGregor. She was active in the Swiss and international scene. Besides traveling around with her trio and other projects, she also helped creating the Taktlos Festival in Zurich in 1984, a festival for contemporary music, jazz, free jazz and improvised music, which still exists now. She also co-founded the famous Swiss label Intact Records, where musicians like Pierre Favre also recorded albums. You will hear more about the Swiss festivals and labels in the next shows of our Exchange program, so you better stay tuned! Irene Schweitzer also got different prizes in the music world, such as the huge Swiss Grand Prix Musique Prize. We are now jumping a bit forward in time to look at what these important figures have left within the actual jazz scene. For instance, Sylvie Courvoisier, a Swiss jazz pianist, was inspired by Irene Schweitzer. Sylvie Courvoisier is a pianist, composer and improviser who was born in 1968 in Lausanne, but has lived for 20 years in Brooklyn, where she still resides. She has led several groups over the years, recorded 10 albums as a band leader and appeared on about 50 albums. 25 CDs as co-leader and 25 CDs as a side person for different labels, notably ECM, Tadic and Intact Records. She follows the footsteps of Irene Schweitzer in the improvising jazz scene, working with different musicians from all over the world. The two pianists have also worked together and Sylvie wrote a piece in dedication to Irene Schweitzer. We will now listen to this piece called Fly Whisk. Thank you. 
Lucia von Wiel is another important figure of this generation of composers that followed Iren Schweitzer. The Swiss pianist and composer Lucia von Wiel writes for her own group, Lucia von Wiel Ensemble, which is a small contemporary jazz orchestra with strings, woodwinds and a rhythm section. She loves rhythm, odd meters, colors and emotional playing. And she has an absolute passion for large ensemble. Let's listen a bit of her music. just heard Q of Lucia von Wiel Ensemble. Of course, we could still mention many other incredible musicians like Mathieu Michel, Heidi Kensik or Colin Vallon, for example, that followed the first generations of Swiss jazz musicians, but our colleagues will talk about this topic in the following shows. Okay, we arrive at the end of this show. So we hope that you learned something about Swiss jazz and that we enjoyed the music we chose for you. During the next weeks and until February, our colleagues will also introduce you to new topics like the Swiss jazz records labels, emerging Swiss artists, Swiss jazz festivals, Swiss traditional music in jazz. So stay tuned! Today on the microphone, 
Atina Dill and Manon Mulaner and we wish you a very nice day. Goodbye. This is the Swiss Jazz Hour, an exploration of Swiss Jazz. Broadcasting every Wednesday at 5 p.m. IST, 12.30 p.m. CET, only on Box Out FM.